And then for freelancers and job seekers, when you see that a company has closed their funding round, you can see when they closed it by date. 99.9% of the reasons companies fundraise is because they're needing to hire people. So you just go on there, find companies that close their investment and find their job boards or reach out to them directly and say, hey, I'm moved by what you did. I love that you did crowdfunding. Here are my skills. Here's how I'd like to help. And I saw this position at like two o'clock. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. If that describes you, then this is the podcast for you. If you're a freelancer, a startup or small business, a well-established company, a nonprofit, or even someone thinking about a second or possibly a third career, this is for you too. You see, here in Looking Forward, we focus on global trends in the future, but most importantly, on the opportunities they're creating. Our guest experts will not only tell you about those opportunities, they will also give you some tips to help you take the first steps toward capitalizing on them. I'm your host, Jeff Ostroff. Hi, everybody. Are you a startup business looking to raise funds? Or maybe you're looking to work with or for that kind of business. Then again, maybe you're just looking to invest a small sum of money in a startup. If so, then stay tuned to this episode of Looking Forward to hear what my guest expert, Kat Kuzmeskis, says about a relatively new way for you to do any of those things. To find out more about Kat, please listen to the episode or check the show notes. And please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hi, Kat. Welcome to Looking Forward Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. It's really great to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you on. I love entrepreneurs, and I spent much of my first career in the healthcare industry. That is one of the reasons why I'm especially interested in having you on Looking Forward and sharing what you're doing and what you know about the topic we're going to talk about with our audience. Now, Kat, you've become an expert on crowdfunding particularly with one type of crowdfunding, Reg CF, which before I met you, and I have met you once before, I never knew a thing about Reg CF. Can you please tell our listeners, because I know they're curious, I'm always curious too, what got you involved in crowdfunding in the first place? So what got me involved in crowdfunding in the first place is seeking other alternatives than venture capital funding for a company that I'm running. And not that there's anything wrong with venture capital, but it just seems that now is a great opportunity for other folks to be able to back high growth tech companies. And that's totally possible with crowdfunding. Exactly. It's an alternative source that we're going to delve into much more deeply. I probably should have you say just a few words about the company that you will be alluding to at some point in this episode, I'm sure, and certainly at the end, and that is Shiro. Certainly. So Shiro, I'm one of the co-founders of Shiro, and we are growing Shiro to be a personal health concierge that automatically connects people to the tools that they're looking for at the right time and rewards them along the way. Sounds so needed. And again, we're going to, I'm sure, weave a little bit of Shiro into our discussion about crowdfunding because they do intersect, don't they? Yes, they do. Now, crowdfunding itself, I've heard of that. It's been around for a while. 
But some people may not be as familiar with it as you are, because you're very familiar with it. So can you explain to anyone who's not familiar with crowdfunding what it is and how it works? Definitely. So most folks are probably familiar with crowdfunding from the angle of Kickstarter or Indiegogo, where companies, usually it's some sort of consumer product, like a backpack or a camera. They go onto platforms like Kickstarter and they say, all right, we are growing this really cool backpack. It's great for traveling. It's great for photography, all of these things. And we want you to get in early by backing us financially. And what that looks like for regular folks is they essentially donate to the company, but they don't get anything back usually unless it's the product itself, if it's an actual good or something non-tangible like a call with the founders. Kickstarter and Indiegogo have been around for a long time. What's new in crowdfunding that's really exciting is called regulation crowdfunding or Reg CF, which is what you mentioned at the beginning. The difference with Reg CF is that it actually allows anyone to have equity in a company or future equity. And so the difference here is like a regular venture capital investor in Silicon Valley that we've all heard of, they put money in a company because they are hoping for betting on a return by that company either going public on the stock market or being acquired. This opportunity has not been available for quote unquote regular folks. And now it is. So now anyone, literally anyone across the world can invest in a company under the United States regulation crowdfunding ruling, and they can purchase equity in a company. And this is fantastic because now the ability to invest in a company is not limited just to those folks in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Kat, about IPOs, initial public offerings, and very few people seem to be able to get in at the outset when things are just getting going. In this situation with crowdfunding and specifically Reg CF, this allows people to potentially have a stake in the company, just like you would if you were to spend $25 to get in on Google when it was being launched as an IPO. That's exactly right. Yep. Wow. Now, will these companies that people are investing in as Reg CFs be listed on any stock exchange? Is there a Reg CF index that you would see in the newspapers or online? Oh, that's a good question. So some people call it an early public offering because it's essentially the ability to buy stock or equity in a company. It is a little bit different though. So when you are participating in a Reg CF, you are essentially angel investing. So you're investing before you know whether or not there's going to be a return. As opposed to buying right before a company goes public, you know what could likely happen. They're going to go public. So as an angel investor in Reg CF, you do want to go in with the notion that there's a high probability that the company could succeed, especially if they get enough funding. Typically in the startup world, funding is a very important catalyst for future success. But you also have to remember that there is also a chance that the company might fail. There is not a listing on the stock market per se of the equity that you get access to. Once there does exist equity, though, there can be secondary markets. So secondary markets can be created by legitimate companies, Carta, which creates a secondary market of stock. Or if you go on a regulation crowdfunding site, such as Start Engine, they are creating secondary markets of their companies that have gone through Start Engine. So while it's not an IPO per se, you should expect your angel investing. There is a chance of loss of funds, but there are opportunities for secondary markets based on 
the entity that you invest through for regulation CF. Okay. I want to just come back for a second to the broader category cat of crowdfunding. How has crowdfunding changed in recent years? Is it just Reg CF? Are there more players in the crowdfunding world? I think of crowdfunding often as somebody has a child who is very sick and maybe this isn't crowdfunding and you hear something going out there, please raise money for Jimmy. He needs a new kidney. Talk just a little bit about that. Yes, that's right. I forgot about essentially healthcare fundraising or more around public good fundraising, if you will. So Kickstarter, Indiegogo tends to be about products, platforms, game, tangible and intangible things that people would buy. And then what you're talking about are more for public benefit goods. We typically see this around nonprofits and individuals that need to raise for healthcare, specifically in the United States, because medical bills are so high. So is medical debt. And then the third one is more around equity. So you have for-profit companies for products and things, nonprofits or individuals, and then for-profit for equity. And the for-profit for equity is, of all of them, relatively new because previously the SEC did not want folks who are not accredited investors to invest in companies. An accredited investor is based on, I'm not a lawyer, but the definition yeah. is essentially high net worth individuals. When the SEC allowed Reg CF for equity investment, that's when it opened up the pool to individuals, non-accredited investors. And this came through from the JOBS Act. When it came out of the JOBS Act, in the middle of the pandemic in 2021, that ceiling was actually raised up to $5 million that a company can raise every 12 months. So a company could literally go out and raise $5 million use that in the first 12 months and then just keep fundraising. Instead of having to go to venture capitalists in Silicon Valley and raise $15 million all at once, you can raise from the community from individuals over time every 12 months. It totally revolutionized the area of investment and really leveled the playing field in terms of opportunity for everybody else. It was groundbreaking. A lot of people did not expect it and really didn't even expect the SEC to increase the ceiling to $5 million, which is for companies much more interesting than just a million dollars. Absolutely. It certainly offers up a lot of opportunities for individuals, as you've been talking about. You're mentioning the SEC, and for those who don't live in the United States, we're talking about the Security and Exchange Commission, which leads me to ask you, crowdfunding, again, the big picture crowdfunding, and then drilling down to what we're talking about here, which is Reg CF. Are these phenomena that are happening in other parts of the world? Are other people doing both of these things? Well, one's the bigger one, the umbrella, and Reg CF is underneath that. Is it generating more interest from overseas investors in the United States or vice versa? Tell us a little bit more about the global perspective on crowdfunding and Reg CF, Kat. Yeah, so general crowdfunding, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and things for medical expenses likely exist broadly and globally. Reg CS is a United States-based law, but it allows anyone in the world to invest in companies that are fundraising using regulation crowdfunding. Typically, the way that works is it's United States companies that are relying on Reg CF, but anyone in the world can invest into that company through Reg CF. With some exceptions, 
it can't be on our list of countries that we don't do business with. There is a global opportunity to find and source companies in the U.S. and be able to invest in them. And this is a key difference because regulation crowdfunding typically is public. So there's a public profile of the company. You can go to platforms like WeFunder, Seed Invest, and Start Engine, and you can publicly search for companies. Now, international investors can technically invest in private companies outside of Reg CF. Again, I'm not a lawyer, just done a lot of research. Right. <laughs> Right. And the way that they do that is not as easy to find as Reg CF. Again, the difference is Reg CF, you can literally go on these platforms and search for companies. The other way international investors go in and invest is through private offerings. They have to be outreached to in order to know that they have the opportunity to invest. Again, Reg CF, what I really like about it for the general population globally is it opened up the opportunity for anyone to invest into new companies. I love it when there are global opportunities for people, and there are so many. And here's an example of a great one. When you talk about people who, as individuals, would invest in something by virtue of Reg CF, I tend to think that maybe there's the possibility of dilution here. Yeah, I'll put in my $25, but how much is that really going to get me in the end anyway? Can you speak to that side of things, the upside potential that might exist for the small investor, the person who doesn't have $10,000 or whatever, $100,000 to put into the next Google, Apple, whatever? Definitely. So I can speak to the upside with precaution. So the SEC doesn't like when anybody speaks too definitively about the upside, (laughs) (laughs) especially for companies like us that are running a fundraise. So the upside here that I see as both an individual, but also a founder of a company that's running an equity crowdfunding program is that it's simply the option to invest early in tech companies when that option did not exist previously. So yes, there are some caps. So the SEC does say that most individuals can invest $2,000 per year, but you can increase that based on the income or based on your salary. And you can actually move through that process through platforms like WeFunder. But it really is just that prior to regulation crowdfunding, the only way to invest in a tech company such as Google, if Google were to do crowdfunding, is only after IPO. And what this means is that all of the investors before the IPO, no matter where you were, or how much you put in had the majority of the upside. Once a company goes public, you really lose that jump in upside that existed before IPO. And so that's really what we're talking about here in terms of opportunity is getting in early when that opportunity didn't exist before. Okay. How about the evolution of Reg CF? When did it actually come into existence? And have there been any tweaks in it yet, or is this pretty much the way it is? Yes. Yeah, so Reg CF came into existence with the Jobs Act, and it started out with a million seven as the cap for a company, which is helpful, but not that helpful. <laughs> most tech companies, which are typically the ones that use platforms like WeFunder, most tech companies need a substantial amount of funding in order to get moving. And so that 1 million seven wasn't that helpful. And through conversations and petitioning and lobbying, a lot of individuals worked together to bring that threshold up to 5 million in a 12 month period. And this means that a company can fundraise from 
venture capitalists at the same time bring all those funds together, which is fantastic because now the community has a chance to invest alongside the venture capitalists. So it definitely has changed from the perspective of increasing the amount that a company could fundraise, which also increases the opportunity for individuals because if it was only a million dollars, it's not a lot of people that can come in. Whereas if you have five million, it's a lot more of the community that can come in. Which makes it, again, more appealing because there's a larger audience that can have a stake in things. That's right. Just one other question, then we want to get into the meat of the opportunities that Reg CF is ushering in. What impact do you think this is having on venture capital funds? Are they really two distinct audiences, Kat? And the venture capital people are going after the angel investors with millions and billions of dollars. And this is for the average guy on the street. Or do they overlap or cross in some way? And somebody who might have been interested in a company through venture capital may now say, I want to put money here. Or another way of looking at it, somebody who might have looked to venture capital to get their money is now deciding I want to do Reg CF and crowdfunding. Yes, I would say there's not much impact on the venture capitalists themselves. What I think is more the impact is that individuals have more places they can go if they want to invest. So like what you alluded to, if you wanted to invest, typically what you would have to do is go to your financial advisor and say, put my money somewhere, or you'd have to find a venture capital fund to become a partner in or limited partner and put your funds there. Whereas with regulation crowdfunding, now you have the tools to be able to find companies on your own. You can learn about them. It's required by law that all the details are public. You can see how many other investors have come in, how much they've put in an aggregate. This company's at a million dollars fundraised so far. And so you can feel comfortable wherever your level is in terms of where you want to invest. And it's this evolution we're seeing in tech in general around democratizing access to information. Previously, that information was hidden behind LP firms or investment firm walls, whereas now on these platforms, it's totally public. And so now there's more option to choose what do you want to do with your funding and investment dollars. Okay. And when you say LP, we're talking limited partnerships, correct? That's right. Some people aren't savvy as you are. I want to make sure that everybody can speak the lingo, okay? We're not all lawyers and we're also not all entrepreneurs. <laughs> That's another thing. One other question that you made me think about. You're talking a lot about tech companies, Kat. What about if I'm not a tech company and I want to do Reg CF? Can I do it? Yes, absolutely. The platform I'm most familiar with is WeFunder because that's what we're using. And so you can go and you can search for all types of companies on WeFunder. Some examples that they have there are devices. So there's a device that relaxes you. So it's, it looks like a little rock, like a smooth rock, and you put it on your chest and it's supposed to send waves through you and, and actually physically relax you. Fascinating. And then there are other products like actual consumer-based products that chose not to go the Kickstarter or Indiegogo route. So a couple of those examples that are really popular are feminine products. And so there's a few tampon brands actually like very sustainably focused, cotton-focused, green. And so really what you see on these platforms for Reg CF are companies that are for-profit in mind, but are community and environmentally conscious, for example. So they don't always have to be software-focused. Just because Kickstarter and Indiegogo can do backpacks and physical goods, people tend to go there. And WeFunder tends to be more for very high-growth, fast-moving tech companies. But you can find items that aren't software. That's good to know. Something to keep in mind is at the end of the show, 
after we go offline, you'll have to tell me how I can buy that rock that will help me to relax. <laughs> Sounds very good. I really hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If you are, can you please do me a small favor? Let some of your family members, friends, or others in your network know about it and about looking forward opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. And hey, if you happen to like this podcast, my interviewing approach, or maybe even my voice, please consider checking out some of the many services my business provides. These include podcast hosting, creation, and consulting, voiceovers, professional interviewing, production of audio or video profiles to help you sell your business, promote your services, increase your customers, or raise funding, and services to help you market to the large and growing seniors population. That's something I've actually written a book about. To learn more, please visit www.jeff-ostroff.com. You can also email me at jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Now let's get back to this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. As you know, Kat, looking forward, our primary focus is opportunities. So what opportunities do you believe Reg CF offers to any of the following groups? You don't have to tell us about all of them. Job and career seekers, entrepreneurs, freelancers, small businesses, or investors. One is obvious, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) one should be pretty obvious, but go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> so I would say the opportunities are for all of them. So okay. I'll start with small business. Again, we were just talking about how it doesn't have to be tech focused. There have been a couple of cooperatives that are non-tech focused that have fundraised on the platform that are restaurant focused. So brick and mortar. There are physical goods, creative goods companies, small businesses that have gone on there to fundraise. You don't have to be a globally focused company to be able to fundraise on Reg CF. You can go do that. And then in terms of entrepreneurs, this is obviously, as we're talking about, an alternative way of funding and or possibly and bringing your community along for upside. This is a great opportunity for people that use your product, tool or software or listen to your podcast. It's a way to get them in on the upside to give that appreciation back to you because you as an entrepreneur, you as a company wouldn't exist without them. For investors, obviously, it's another opportunity, democratizing access to deals, being able to see things publicly. And then for freelancers and job seekers, when you see that a company has closed their funding round, you can see when they closed it by date. 99.9% of the reasons companies fundraise is because they're needing to hire people. So you just go on there, find companies that close their investment and find their job boards or reach out to them directly and say, hey, I'm moved by what you did. I love that you did crowdfunding. Here are my skills. Here's how I'd like to help. And I saw this position I'd like to apply. So it really can benefit everyone that you mentioned. Wow. It's not that often that my guest is able to put a check mark next to all of the categories, Kat. But I have to come back and ask you, can you give us an example or two of where this is happening? And it's either a small business that's done something with Reg CF, an entrepreneur, or jobs have been created because of it, anything like that. So there are two companies that stand out to me personally and also because of the company and also because we want to be partners with them. (laughs) So they are healthcare focused. One is called Pills to Me and the other one is called Peachy Patients. 
So Pills to me is a at-home delivery service of anything from a pharmacy. So they started with pharmaceutical, like your prescription. You can actually get anything. So if you need vitamins or supplements or band-aids or something from the pharmacy, you can essentially order it and they'll deliver it to you. It was started by a group of pharmacists. They are currently expanding. So they started in Las Vegas and they have very large cities targeted next. And they can use their funds from the Reg CF to be able to hire for those individuals that are going to grow the company with them. The other one is Peachy Patients. Same example. But what I love about Peachy Patients is that this is a a company that will actually negotiate your medical bills. 80% of medical billings have errors and Peachy Patients will actually negotiate those for you, which is amazing. So obviously very community focused. They did well with their fundraise. They raised over a million dollars. And then obviously with that funding, they can go out and hire, which is what they are doing now that they've closed their fundraise. They're both great examples. Thank you. I will tell you, as somebody who started his career working in the Medicare program, you don't have to tell me about how many errors are made with billing. So there's no question that's a service that is greatly needed and can save people a lot of time and aggravation. Yes. Looking forward is called looking forward in part because we're looking into the future. So what's your best guess just in during the rest of this decade as to how you think crowdfunding and Reg CF might evolve, Kat, over the next several years? So I hope that Reg CF grows substantially, both in terms of companies that rely on the regulation Reg CF and those that individuals that participate in Reg CF. There have been billions of dollars actually raised through crowdfunding and follow on billions of dollars. But I think that the opportunity was slowed because of the pandemic. The threshold was raised to 5 million kind of at the height of the pandemic. And, you know, everything slowed down in general. And so I think now that the threshold is higher, there's more communication around it. Folks like you are spreading the word and then other companies are as well. One company specifically that I am familiar with, and she's actually a friend of mine, is called Irium, P-Y-R-I-U-M. And the reason that they exist is to help individuals figure out how to crowdfund. Because if you aren't familiar with investing and you don't really know where to start, it can feel overwhelming when you get to the platforms like WeFunder and you don't really know where to start. So Pyrium is actually creating a community around crowdfunding. They want to help everyone invest in early stage companies and they help you figure out how to do that. And they essentially help you to vet those companies. So I think that it's only going to grow over time. I'm not sure if the threshold will increase as a, for companies, but I don't think that's necessary. I think 5 million is a good amount. And with companies like Pyrium, I think that there's just going to be even more opportunity for people to participate. It's going to be easier, clearer, and it's going to feel more comfortable than what folks are used to just giving their money to an investment capitalist person or their financial advisor. I think it's only going to grow, which is exciting. Speaking of exciting, I think Pyrium sounds very exciting. How timely, how needed. One quick question before we ask you to give our listeners some tips. For somebody who doesn't live in the United States, is participating in Reg CF fairly easy to do? Is it any more complicated if I live in some faraway place? I live in Egypt or I live in Africa. If I live in Romania. Is it harder for somebody to do? Are there regulations there that might make it harder for them? That's a great question. So anytime you invest, no matter where you live, United States or otherwise, you want to make sure that you follow whatever your regulations are in your country. You're responsible for that. 
But what the United States has done is they've opened up the opportunity for folks to come in. So as long as you have an internet connection and you're familiar with the internet and you are familiar with essentially e-commerce shopping, then you can use these platforms. So they're set up just like you were to shop on Amazon or any other e-shopping platform where it just has a list of companies. You click on the company, it has information about them. And then when you're ready to invest, you just click forward, create an account, and they move you through the process. WeFunder does all of the normal checks for background, like if you use a credit card, if you use your bank, they handle all of that checking that you would do normally or that would be done automatically when you purchase through companies like Amazon or other e-commerce platforms. So they've really made it almost like shopping online or browsing online. And if you can do that, then it's accessible to you. That's wonderful. They're trying to make the process seamless for people, even if they live in faraway places. I think that's terrific. I'm so much trying to create a more closely knit global world where we cooperate and seize on positive opportunities. And this sounds like one of them. I want to get to the part of the episode, Kat, where we have our experts give tips, just a few tips to help them get going. Now, some of them may be getting going as participants in companies through BEGCF. Some of them may be individuals who are entrepreneurs and saying, wow, maybe I can be the next pirate. They may be looking at it from different perspectives. I know you had mentioned just as a jumping off point, but you may have other tips. There is this way to find out about who are the companies that are actually out there through RegCF looking for these individuals to have a stake in their company. And I love WeFunder, by the way. I think that's just a great concept. Maybe you could start with that as a tip, but there's, I'm sure, a few other tips you could share with the listeners. We'll kind of break it down. So as investors and entrepreneurs, you'll want to start with the actual platform. So part of the law is that any fundraising under RegCF has to be done through a legitimate approved platform. Essentially, one of their protections around the whole process. So platforms like WeFunder, Seed Invest, and Start Engine are great places to start. And then as individuals, again, I'm not a lawyer. It's very important that we make that super clear. And <laughs> She's providing- not a lawyer. My own experience, just make sure that what you're investing is what you feel comfortable investing in, knowing that you may lose everything that you invest as part of an angel investing. So once you have found the platform and you understand that you're angel investing, then you can just search for the companies that you're looking for. Some tips to consider before you decide to invest is one, do you like the idea? Is it something that you could see yourself using or somebody else could use or you generally get the idea of, yes, that makes sense. Is Pyrium worth fundraising? Right? I feel like like you get what they're doing. Yes, I understand that I see a future. I want to support that. I want to back that. Yeah. This stress relieving rock. Yes, I see a future. I would use that myself. You might as well invest in it if I'm going to buy it. Hope for an upside. You want to actually understand the idea. The second thing is know that typically with these companies, there is a long roadway to an exit if there is an exit. So it could take a little bit of time, but just know that you're there to support the company early and they're going to bring you along in their journey and you will get to participate in that excitement as they grow. And you miss out on that if you only can invest after an IPO. So you get to join them on the journey. And then for job seekers, where to start? I think really it's kind of part of the regulation, part of RegCF is the starting point is that platform. So find the platforms. You can use all of them. It doesn't have to be one of them. Wherever you are in that list of finding the opportunity for RegCF, it really is starting with that, with the platform. Great tips. Just to follow up, Pat, I know you've been talking about a few different companies that seem to be the places to go to, the platforms 
for where individuals, no matter where they're coming at this from, can find out more about who they might want to invest their money with through Regulation CF or maybe get some ideas on what they might want to use Reg CF for. Is there any distinction that people need to know about that our listeners need to know about between whether or not they would choose, let's say, Refunder versus Start Engine or Feed Invest? Or is there anything there that they would need to know about? I think it's helpful to know that Start Engine recently acquired Seed Invest. So those will be merging soon. And for those that are fans of Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful, I think is his name, is one of the investors in Start Engine. So you have someone essentially a very public figure that's familiar with the platform, helps to run the platform. So I feel like that that provides some good sub- substance and sustenance behind it. WeFunder is a public benefit corp. So it's been, they're focused on basically making sure that wealth creation goes beyond just venture capitalists in Silicon Valley, which is awesome. The others are not a public benefit corp. So WeFunder is kind of more community focused. And then another key difference between them is that Start Engine, you have to apply in the start engine, you have to be selected. So the amount of companies are smaller and they've already been through a filter. Whereas WeFunder, anyone can go on there, but they have to reach a certain threshold of the amount invested. And then that's when it opens up to the community. So they have different levels of filters in terms of when the company becomes like fully public to be able to invest in. So those are some distinct differences. And then Pyrium is not a platform per se. It's more a community that helps guide you to investments that might make sense. Yeah. And that's a good tip also for people who want to learn a little bit more about the process itself and what Reg CF is all about. That's right. This has been so enlightening. I hope I can find all the money that I'm going to need to invest in all these different companies. First, I thought it was just a rock. Now you have to tell me about pills to me and PG patients and I don't know, pirate. I can't deal with this. There's too much (laughs) money here. A dollar here, a dollar there. That's what I'm going to do. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, Kat, about Shiro Health and whatever else you'd like them to know about? Sure. The best place to find me personally is on LinkedIn. Love to connect with folks and reach out with questions about what we're doing in the healthcare space. Say that you heard us on Jeff's podcast. You can learn more about Shiro on our website, which is just shiro.health. Check us out. Okay, that's great. Lots of tips, lots of opportunities. That's exactly what we're looking for in this podcast. Kat, thank you so much for being our guest expert to talk about Reg CF crowdfunding. It's certainly opening up a wide range of opportunities in a whole bunch of different areas for a whole bunch of different people globally. Appreciate your time. Thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. I hope you've enjoyed it and will benefit from it. And if you did like it, please share this episode with anyone you know who you think might also find it of value. And if you have any comments or questions about Looking Forward or any suggestions for future topics or guest experts, you can reach me at the website www.jeff-ostroff.com or through my email address, jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Thanks.